When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin hodlers sit on record 8 million Bitcoin in unrealized loss. According to the latest data, that's right, the amount of Bitcoin held underwater and wallets continues to increase, hitting levels never seen before in history. Also in today's show, Bitcoin ASIC miner prices are hovering at lows never seen in years. ASIC miner prices per terahash have fallen more than 80% from its peak in 2021 as Bitcoin mining machines continue to flood the marketplace. Also in today's show, Ripple C. CTO fights with Craig Wright, a.k.a. Fake Toshi, over fraud allegations. That's right. On Christmas, a heated war of words began between Ripple CTO David Swartz and self-proclaimed Bitcoin inventor Craig Wright. The initially incuous discussion about the institutional acceptance of Bitcoin turned into a heated debate about the legitimacy of XRP with savage insults. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, SBF gets prison advice from Martin Scarelli and telling him to shave his head to deepen his voice and listen to rap. He says Sam isn't exactly going to be somebody that fits into prison and needs to rebrand himself to fit in and make friends. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Also in today's show, Coin Bureau names top altcoins to invest in during a recession. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, billionaire venture capitalist Tim Draper is 100% sure that Bitcoin will reach $250,000 per coin by 2024. That's right. Draper extended his prediction of a $250,000 Bitcoin price by six months due to the collapse of FTX and unfavorable macro economic factors. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone tuning in to today's live show of Crypto News Alerts. This is podcast episode number 1145. Happy holidays. Today is December 27th, 2022. And naturally, we have lots to cover. So let's dive right in. I'm your host, JV. Let's take a look at the overall crypto market watch checking out coin 360 here you can see all the major cryptos are currently correcting and in the red with bitcoin down 0.15 percent for the day trading at around 16,800. we have ether down 0.4 percent barely maintaining above 1200 while Polkadot, solana litecoin and doge all correcting while binance coin filecoin xrp and matic are in the green along with quant and checking out coinmarketcap.com we can see the latest data it shows us the coin market cap is currently sitting at 810 billion dollars at the time of this recording with 25 billion in volume in the past 24 hours this volume has been very low for the past couple of weeks and the bitcoin dominance at around the same mark of 39.9 percent with the ether dominance at 18 0.3% and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. We have Terra Classic leading the pack is not a great sign when you got 
Ponzi's lead in the pack, and that is up 12%, trading at 0.0001, followed by Quant up 7%, trading at about $115, followed by Filecoin up 6%, trading at $3.17, and below that we have Ethereum Proof of Work, as well as XRP and OKB. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, you can see a mixture of green and red with Luna Classic clearly leading the pack up about 33% for the week. We also have XRP up 7.5% and Casper up 7.3%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, shows we're currently rated a uh, well, we're currently rated a 27 in fear. Yesterday was a 28, last week a 29, and last month a 26 in fear. And as you can see, we have been stuck in fear for the past month. In fact, we have been stuck in fear and extreme fear for the bulk of this entire year, which is wild to say the least. With that being shared, now let's dive into some Bitcoin technical analysis and check out some of the charts and what's popping. And welcome to everyone just tuning in. Let's get it. Here we go. Bitcoin is beating records this Christmas as sub $17,000 price action sparks unrivaled pain for hodlers. Data from on-chain analytics firm Glassnode showed that both short-term and long-term investors are sitting on more losses than ever before. That's right. Since the FTX meltdown, which sent the crypto markets tumbling, Bitcoin has failed to recover. Its descent to levels last seen two years ago has created problems for hodlers who bought in. More recently, logically, they are nursing negative returns on their positions. The pain runs deeper than that. Glassnode now shows the extent of unrealized losses plaguing newcomers and old hands alike. That's right. For both short-term hodlers and long-term hodlers, the current Bitcoin price action levels are a nightmare. Short-term hodlers and long-term hodlers are defined as entities hodling incoming coins for less than or more than 155 days, respectively. Where my long-term hodlers at makes some noise. And according to the latest figures, as of uh, December 26, short-term hodler Bitcoin's held at a loss totaled almost 2 million Bitcoin, like whoa, with the long-term hodler tally at just above 6 million BTC. Now, this is a record in terms of percentage of the Bitcoin supply used by the tool, which excludes Bitcoin held by exchanges. And as previously reported, hodlers were already in control of over 50% of the supply and unrealized loss immediately following the FTX implosion. Now, what the future may hold for the Bitcoin price action, meanwhile, remains a topic of scrutiny, to say the least. While some metrics are calling time on the 2022 bear market, analysts believe that a new macro Bitcoin price bottom is yet to come. A popular target is $10,000 for the king crypto. This potentially due quarter one of 2023 as weeks of sideways action with hardly any volatility comes to an end for the new year. And in terms of its retracement from all-time highs, Bitcoin still has room to fall, having not yet breached the 80% threshold common to the previous bear markets. So there you have it. Let me know if you are short-term bullish or bearish on the king crypto, or what do you feel will likely to end this year, which is what just another four days away. Do you think we will be sub 17,000 or above? Holla at your boy in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's discuss what is going on with the Bitcoin miners right now as there's been a massive capitulation. So let's break this down, shall we? Bitcoin ASIC miners, which are machines optimized for the sole purpose 
of mining Bitcoin are currently selling at a bottom of the barrel price not seen since 2020 and 2021 and what is being viewed as another sign of a deepened crypto bear market. According to the latest data from the hash rate index, the most efficient ASIC miners, those generating at least one terahash per 38 joules of energy, have seen their prices fall a whopping almost 87% from May 7th of last year, or I should say 2021, peak of $119.25 per terahash down to $15.71 as of December 25th. Ouch. Miners in these categories include Bitmain's Antminer S19 and Micro Bitcoins. What's minor M30s? The same statement holds true for the mid-tier machines, with prices now averaging out at $10.23 after falling a massive 89% from its peak price of $96 on May 7th, 2021. However, the least efficient machine, machines, ones that require more than 68 joules per terahash, are now priced at only $4.72, uh, which is a 91% drop from their peak price of $52.85. The last time it was price near this was around November 5th of 2020, which you can see in this chart. The prices have fallen largely attributed to large Bitcoin mining companies that have struggled to remain profitable throughout the bear market, with many either filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy or taking on debt or selling their Bitcoin holdings and equipment in order to stay afloat. And among the firms that have done so include Core Scientific, Marathon Digital, Riot Blockchain, BitFarms, as well as Argo Blockchain. But the steep price fall has been met with some keen buyers. Among those include the Russian-based mining facilities like BitRiver, which are able to capitalize on relatively low electricity costs with some up-to-date hardware capable of mining one Bitcoin at about $0.07 cents per kilowatt hour in energy-rich nation. While it's hard to predict what the price direction of ASIC miners will head towards next, Nico Smith of Digital Mining Solutions pointed out in a December 21st tweet that ASIC miner prices bottomed at Bitcoin's last halving cycle, May 11th, 2020, and moved up aggressively shortly after, something which can play out in the next Bitcoin halving cycle, which is expected to take place a April 20th, 2024, quoting him here, in the run-up of the previous halving in May 2020, ASIC prices were still moving downwards. Prices started bottoming out about uh, around the halving itself and moved up aggressively once the parabolic phase of the bull market started. So there you have it. Let me know what you think is likely to happen. Do you think many more miners are going to capitulate as the high electricity costs and the recession continue with the low Bitcoin prices? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and how many of you are currently or have experience in mining cryptocurrency, whether it be Bitcoin or any other crypto. Let me know. I'd love to know and I'll read those comments out loud a little later uh, when we do the live Q&A. With that being shared, now let's dive into some controversy as David Schwartz and Fake Toshi went to war. Christmas Day on crypto Twitter and it was very entertaining to say the least. So here's the drama and the saga. December 24th, or I guess that was Christmas Eve, a heated war of words began between Ripple CTO David Swartz and self-proclaimed Bitcoin inventor Craig Wright, aka Fake Toshi. The initially incuous discussion about the institutional acceptance of Bitcoin turned into a heated debate about the legitimacy of XRP with savage insults. The cause of the altercation was a tweet by Wright in which he claimed that Bitcoin can never be accepted by institutional investors until the system can be restored by a court order. And in response, Swartz called the tweet dumb. Why are institutional investors the target market for peer-to-peer digital money? And what jurisdictions should respect 
their court orders, right, then berated the Ripple CTO as ignorant when it comes to finance, legal issues, institutional investment banking, and Bitcoin in general. And in addition, he further argued that it was impossible to have a logical debate with anyone involved with XRP and accused Swartz of running a useless pump and dump scheme. That's right. Wright also claimed that XRP actually only creates 100 TPS, not 1,500 TPS, as advertised by Ripple. The problem with any debate with anyone involved with XRP is that none of them can actually debate anything logically. David Swartz should be able to provide logical answers, yet even the cult leader cannot do anything more than insults. And in the aftermath, Swartz called his counterpart a despicable coward who sues people for sharing his opinion. He added that Wright tries to back up his nonsensical claims with irrelevant and ad hominem whatever the heck that means. Furthermore, Schwartz explained that he was just pointing out a dumb argument that Wright could not have uh, defend, quoting him here. Craig, anyone can see the thread. You made a very dumb argument. I pointed out it was dumb. You opted to raise completely irrelevant criticisms of me rather than defend your own indefensible nonsense. You are now on a pathetic tirade of deflection. Defend your claim or abandon it. And the grand finale of the dispute was a threat by Wright that he will publish an academic analysis of XRP to a publication standard in 2023, which he will provide free of charge to the U.S. SEC as support and his legal battle with Ripple, quoting him here, basically we're showing how dishonest the system is. Enjoy what's coming. This will stop the constant XRP scams, Wright wrote. And on a time later, Wright followed up accusing Ripple of not showing how its technology is used outside of paid trials, as he shows here. If any Ripple product is implemented between banks and requirements are that these agreements are published within the frameworks for each of the organizations above, where are the arguments or agreements with Ripple? It seems that Ripple makes literally hundreds of claims and yet no evidence of a single production system existing can be found. Wright also claimed that one of Ripple's biggest partners, SBI Holdings, is paid for marketing. I've had dinner with Kitao San on multiple occasions. No Ripple implementation has ever been produced. Rather, Ripple made an investment, the self-proclaimed Bitcoin inventor claim. And at the press time, Swartz had not addressed these allegations. However, the last word is probably not yet spoken. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this back and forth between Ripple Labs is David Swartz and the fake Toshi himself, Craig Wright? Let me know in the comments right down below. And as we all know, this ongoing S. Uh, SEC versus XRP lawsuit has been ongoing for the past couple of years, and hopefully they get some sort of decision and uh, they determine whether XRP is considered uh, a commodity, security, bridge currency, or whatever it may be. But we need clarity at this time because there is completely no clarity. And I think the SEC does this for purpose to create uncertainty and fear in the marketplace so they can continue to manipulate the price actions as they have been doing this year. And with that being shared, now this is actually pretty comical. We got Martin Scarelli, who recently served some prison time, giving SBF some advice on how to harden himself in prison so that he fits in. And like I said, you cannot make this stuff up. So here we go. Check it out. FTX founder SBF has been given some free advice on surviving federal prison by former white collar criminal Martin Scarelli, known as the Pharma Bro. Scarelli, who spent around four years behind bars for securities fraud between 2018 and 2022, said the currently on bail former FTX executive 
executive should consider shaving his head, deepening his voice, and skill himself up on gang culture and rap music. The former prison inmate was speaking on a December 23rd episode of the crypto podcast Unchained, where he suggested that SBF needed to rebrand himself for jail as being a rich white kid from a good neighborhood. It doesn't sound so good. And this was actually the interview from Unchained with Martin Scarelli. If you haven't checked it out, be sure to after the show, as I'll include it in the show notes below the video, in the description, as it is very entertaining, to say the least. Quoting him here, Sam isn't exactly going to be somebody that fits into prison, Scarelli said, adding that this type of sensibility doesn't go over well there. It is very testosterone-filled, masculine place. And alongside shaving his head and deepening his voice, Scarelli outlined that SPF needs to make friends fast and embed himself in the culture of the prison system. For example, Farmer Bro said SPF should no longer say he is from Stanford University, as he shares here. He also doesn't know anything about the streets and criminal culture. My advice is to pick those things up as quickly as he can. He should be listening to as much rap music as possible, and he should be trying everything there is to know about gangs. This sounds funny, but this could save your life, Screlly added. Meanwhile, another former convicted felon, Sam Antar, the former CFO of the famously corrupt 1980s company, Crazy Eddie, gave Bankman Fried an alternative piece of advice. Jump bail and run. They can only hang you once, as he shares here. Memo to SBF. I have just one piece of advice for you. Jump, bail, and run. Better lose $250 million to gain your freedom than spend two decades or more in prison. I'll give you the same advice my criminal lawyer gave me. They can only hang you once. So there you have it. And Screlly appears to have developed a knack for giving crypto bad boys unsolicited advice about prison. During an appearing on the Up Only TV podcast last month, Screlly was a guest alongside Terra Luna founder Do Kwan and told him the following, I just want you to uh, let you know that jail's not that bad. It's not the worst thing ever, so don't fret. I hope it doesn't happen, but if it does happen... It's not that bad. Good to know, Quan replied rather awkwardly. And in an update on the unfolding SPF drama, New York Post reported on December 26th that workers were spotted on Monday installing security cameras outside of his parents' house in Palo Alto, where the FTX founder is staying while on house arrest. And as it stands, SPF is required to wear an ankle monitor and can only leave his house for exercise and treatment for mental health and substance abuse. He is also on strignant limits on what payments he can make. He has said to face the courts again in early January. So there you have it. Do you think that Screlly's advice to SBF is sound? And what other advice would you offer SBF for serving prison time? Let me know in the comments and I'll be reading all those comments out loud a little here shortly in the show. And with that being shared, now let's discuss some of the top altcoin prospects for 2023 as per Coin Bureau. And these are not my personal picks, but I found this very insightful and just wanted to share it along with you. So as I'm going Going through these altcoins, let me know your thoughts on them as potential investments. Also got to note and stress, this is not investment advice. If you're going to invest in a crypto, you got to be willing to take the risk, do your own research, and uh, don't just do it because some crypto YouTuber told you to do so, but actually do your own homework. Only makes sense, right? And with that being shared, here we go. Check it out. Popular crypto analyst is ranking Cosmos slash Atom and Algorand among his top five altcoins to invest in during a recession. In a new interview with Altcoin Daily, the synonymous host of Coin Bureau, known as Guy, says the decentralized parallel blockchain network, Cosmos, is high on his list due to its high staking rewards and strong development teams. 
team, quoting him here, I'd be very quick to jump on Adam. I think it's an amazing project. I love Cosmos. I love this idea of interoperability. There's some really cool tech there. There's a great team behind it. And also, I must say, a really good community behind Cosmos as well. There are some amazing returns on stake in Adam at the moment. And his next picks uh, is the Ethereum rival Algorand saying that the blockchain is putting itself in a strong position for the next crypto bull market. Quitting him again here. Algorand is a really interesting potential play for the next bull market. I think we can see a lot of really, really interesting, really cool and successful projects develop in its ecosystem during that time. I think it has a good shot as one of those non-EVM chains as well. I think that positions it really, really well. There seems to be a lot of developments and strong community behind Algo. He also picks the decentralized data storage network, Arweave. Arweave is a project I really, really like. I think it's got an amazing use case. Again, amazing tech and team. So a lot of those fundamentals match up for me. And then Guy shifts his focus back to Cosmos to select one project built on its blockchain, either Osmosis or Juno for inclusion on its top five list. And Osmosis is an automated market maker protocol built on Cosmos software development kit that aims to allow participants to create liquidity and seamlessly trade the cryptocurrencies they hold that are in blockchain communication protocol compatible. Meanwhile, Juno is a proof-of-stake blockchain designed to serve as a cross-chain smart contract hub for the Cosmos ecosystem. Lastly, Guy puts his top five Aave, the popular decentralized finance lending and borrowing platform, as he shares here. I think DeFi's time is going to come again. I think DeFi is going to be a big narrative of the next bull market. Aave is a really well-established project. The fundamentals are in place there. And I think it is one of these that's definitely going to stick around, definitely going to be one of the survivors of this bear market. So there you have it. Any of these alts are you currently bullish on or are there any altcoins he left out that would be on your top five list? Let me know in the comments below. And to watch this video, he did entitled Coin Bureau's 2023 Crypto Forecast and Bitcoin Price Prediction. Check the show notes below the video in the description. With that being shared, now for the moment you have all been waiting for, which is our featured story of the day. Tim Draper says with 100% certainty, Bitcoin will absolutely hit $250,000 per coin by 2024. So let's break this down. That's the billionaire venture capitalist, Tim Draper. There we have it. Tim Draper is sticking to his bold prediction of Bitcoin reaching $250,000 in the next year or two, despite the cryptocurrency losing 65% of its dollar value this year and the recent downfall of crypto exchange, FTX. Draper is a founding partner of venture capital firm Draper Fisher Jerviston. It's known for successfully timing Bitcoin's $10,000 milestone back in late 2017. And in 2018, he predicted Bitcoin would reach $250,000 per coin before the end of 2022, based on the assumption that Bitcoin will replace 6% of all government-backed currencies in circulation in 2018. While Bitcoin is accepted as a form of payments in some places today, there is no evidence it has replaced fiat money in any meaningful way, maybe only in uh, El Salvador. But still, Draper didn't seem completely wrong as of late last year when Bitcoin skyrocketed tenfold to $64,000. $400 just 18 months later. However, the crypto market quickly turned south along with the stock market this year with Bitcoin's tumble and ETH, the second largest crypto by market cap, down more than 67%. Bitcoin's fall accelerated in the past month following the collapse of FTX. The cryptocurrency has lost about 20% of its dollar value since the FTX financial trouble began in early November. Now, he made a fortune by buying Bitcoin for $632. So he is a true Bitcoin OG. Draper, who is now 64 is an early 
early investor in Tesla and SpaceX in 2014. He bought 30,000 bitcoins confiscated by the U.S. Marshals from the shuttered Silk Road black market for $632 each. Score. Those coins would be worth a half a billion dollars today if he never sold any. And Forbes pegs Draper's net worth at $1.2 billion as of today. And Draper has extended his prediction by six months to mid-2023 to factor in crypto-specific and macroeconomic impact. And if that doesn't happen, he is certain Bitcoin will reach $250,000 milestone before the end of 2024. Quitting him here, I am almost 100% sure I will be right in 18 months. Draper said in a recent email, his prediction on Bitcoin may not apply to other cryptos, obviously, though, as not all cryptos are created equal. Draper has more faith in decentralized cryptocurrency. A decentralized crypto means that rules are enforced by nodes or computers that run the Bitcoin software instead of miners or developers. Most cryptos are created as decentralized tokens by design, but if one of few entities control a significant majority of the nodes, that result is a more centralized system where these entities may be able to change the rules of a certain and crypto at will or change the protocol just like we saw done this year with the ethereum foundation switching from a proof of work to a proof of stake and by that definition ftt is a centralized token because it was primarily controlled by ftx and when ftx went bankrupt the digital tokens value collapsed in response and quoting him here decentralized crypto like bitcoin tezos bitcoin cash aragon Ardano are ways way better than centralized crypto, Draper said. I don't know why anyone is still holding centralized crypto unless it has specific purpose like XRP or Ethereum. You would think that FTX slash FTT would have taught that lesson. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding Tim Draper's bullish price prediction for 2023 of a $250,000 Bitcoin price? And he is almost 100% certain by 2024 we hit that target. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlert.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.